Um, I remember, by the way, you telling me you have a like a sexual thing with curtains. Uh, you, you told me the story that when you were on uh, like your global trip, you used to come on hotel room curtains. Dude, I don't think that should be recorded for people to, to know about. <laughs> I embarrassed you. What a victory. Wow. I, I, I think I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what you would uh, do to get back at like lousy hotel owners or something like that. Man, you know, I did that so many times. <laughs> you know, I think I might be immune from COVID just because of that. <laughs> Mostly in Asia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it actually started in Eastern Europe, who, um, because they had these really terrible curtains. They were like older women you've seen with these like, these awful yet somehow faded colored dresses. That's what the curtains were. It was mm -hmm. like somebody disrobed a lot of like 78 year old women of their church dresses and hung them on their dirty, <laughs> dirty windows in their pensiones. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. And what's really weird is I wasn't single. I was traveling with a girl. You were, yeah. I don't, I don't know if she, you know, I didn't masturbate a lot with a girlfriend at the time. So maybe what I was doing, I think I was doing it post-sex. I think yeah. I was doing the, yeah. instead of going to the sink and like cleaning myself. Yeah. That's I, it, it, was in, it was in the curtain. What's weird <laughs> is I kind of would like to go back to some of those places. And I wonder, you know, like people go back to a park and like, they like, they like carve their name <laughs> into a tree. You're carving your DNA into the tree known as a cheap hotel's curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like that Moscow motel. I doubt they've changed the curtains. Um, yeah. And like, just like that tree you go back to, like you, when you first did it, there was like one initial in it and you go back and there's like 70 more. Imagine that. Come in those curtains. <laughs> imagine the curtain is like a bunch of like dried up stains. <laughs> Super hard too. It's like, uh, it's almost like another wall by now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they've actually turned it into like an advertising thing come curtains like <laughs> kind of like the kinky japanese love hotels yeah exactly come stay at our come curtain category when you think about it like human human excrement feces liquids whatever and how it kind of manifests itself and and it's the you know like the, the ultimate paradox when you enter the clean hotel room there's no way that hotel room is really clean yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I think uh, the bed bug uh, fiascos have brought. Do you have bed bug issues in Amsterdam? Is this is this reason? Well, no. You know, bed bugs kind of took over um, cities in America, and I didn't. And they were gone for decades. So I didn't know if this was happening in Amsterdam or Northern Europe at all. Any bed bug issues? I remember. Not you personally, but just in the city in general. I think when I was like researching scabies for some reason, I, uh, I came across it and uh, I think it's like an issue. I remember it being an issue as, as, as well as scabies as like something that happens in like homeless shelters and like uh, elderly care. For some reason, there's more of it uh, okay. both and bed bugs. Something about, I don't know, something about the cleanliness uh, I was just talking to another friend, maybe you remember him, Joe Owen, the rocket scientist, and uh, he was telling me how... Oh, yeah, from Chicago, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he... But he was, lived here with you. Lived, he lived here with me, and... But you uh, knew him from Boston. Yeah, and he was telling me how, like, hepatitis A is uh, transferred a lot, and, and uh, like, his, his family got uh, hepatitis A, and I'm like, I don't even know how that's transferred, like... And he was like, yeah, it's, it's transferred through human excrement. And I'm thinking like, so <laughs> I didn't follow up with the next question, which is like, so how, how does that work out? And I guess it works out that, you know, like there's constant excrement coming out of us. And the older we are, probably the less we pay attention to it. And then maybe we don't wash our hands and it's on us. And apparently it can last on surfaces for up to 10 days. So people get hep A through that. I'm intrigued by what you said about 
basically the excrement existing and us not knowing about it. Well, because, I remember having another conversation with you about that. Because I recently uh, came to light to me that yeah. my lifelong obsession and talent with flatulence was <laughs> actually expelling known quantities of fecal matter without me actually knowing. It, it took a spouse to point that out to me. And it, it really- Advantage for getting married in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more, one more check in the uh, married box. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> and it was really heartbreaking to me because for years I was sleeping without underwear. Yeah. Years. The, the comfort of having nothing constraining you while you're on a nice, comfortable sheet is really a God's gift to the sleeping person. I mean, it's uh, what you're describing is the equivalent of the joy we feel when we go into a spa naked or whatever. Like, yeah, like, the thought of like wearing a bathing suit is just horrible. And, and I guess, and, yeah, and it's it's a good analogy because in in the states, I go into the the steam room, and 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 the uh, the non sensual steam room, since in America it connotates two things, um, and so many people, so many guys are wearing bathing suits. And flip-flops. So it's like they've, they've been preparing for COVID their whole lives. True. You know, why, apparently, yeah. Apparently the bathing suits are, are toxic and, and we don't even know it. Oh yeah, we learned about that from our Slovenian spa. That's right. That was there, yeah. She told us about the toxicity of the uh, plastics in the bathing suit. Even one more reason not to wear one. Yeah. In Iceland, they were telling me that they had a real big issue nationwide, which is to say like the size of a small American county, that Americans in particular, followed by the British, who I did not know, um, were refusing to bathe themselves before they used their, uh, their pools. You know, the, Iceland has these natural geothermal pools in like every village. They look like your local swimming pool, but they're geothermal water. Yeah, best um, water. <laughs> <laughs> they refused to, they refused to wash themselves. And I thought, that just seems so offensive. The big signs everywhere. Yeah. So that being said, I, um, it, it just sucks to know that when you fart, you're actually shitting yourself lightly. <laughs> and yeah. What exactly of it sucks? Cause I can imagine several things suck about that. Like I, I can imagine, uh, that on one hand, there's a little bit of a circle of life happening as you're going through it. I mean, you are, you are a dad of small children. You're, you're just coming out of this, this, this thing. And suddenly on some level, you're, you're, you're becoming that at a very young age. And we all are, it's not you are ahead of the curve or something, but like this is happening. And then of course, you know, giving up something, uh, a habit that you like. Yeah. I do find your analogy of a bodily excretion interesting to call it the circle of life because I would have thought masturbation is the circle of life. Uh, say more. Because you're... <laughs> every, curtains in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Every time I utilize an Eastern European curtain or a piece of Kleenex, I'm thinking that's, uh, you know, one more pro-lifer I just pissed off. I'm surprised they don't protest people that uh, masturbate for that reason alone. In general, yeah. <laughs> there are so many unborn kids being killed all across the country at every moment. It's a massacre. It's happening right now. Everywhere. <laughs> Pornhub could be responsible for more deaths than, <laughs> than, than uh, Nazi Germany. <laughs> in one day. In one day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> and then since they gave Italy the uh, like the uh, free access pass to use like Pornhub Plus. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the Italians are going to town. <laughs> They're drinking from the moon and back several times a day. Yeah. And it's somewhere, somewhere right now in the halls of academia, there is some grad student desperate for a thesis who is like desperately searching like internet data from Pornhub for the Italians and how COVID changes their uh, masturbatory habits. <laughs>
I, I wonder what self-isolation does to the tastes of, uh, I, I would think you get bored very quickly. From whatever you're into or? Yeah, you, like if, if you think that the, if the average person is into something fairly vanilla, you know, maybe a little light cosplay, you know, amputee prego, you know, something. Usual amputee prego getting shot out of the cannon by <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Not too extreme, just like every, <laughs> every male's teenage fantasy. I wonder how quick they really go to the, the bowels of the internet porn, the stuff that like the dark, you heard about the dark web? I have heard about it. I have uh, not gone there. I also have not had the chance to survey firsthand the I, dark web. How do you visualize the dark web? Like when, I, when you say <laughs> that, what do you actually think about? <laughs> God, I, I think of that scene from Eyes Wide Shut hmm. with the, uh, the Kubrick, the last film with uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And they're all the people in the circle with the, uh, the Guy Fawkes uh, masks on. I, I, I picture something like that, where there are lots of the masked people and they're basically sodomizing your mother. Okay. Mine, not yours. <laughs> Use your pronouns correctly. <laughs> he, he, him, and his, someday she's. Um, yeah, I mean, I picture dark, like, because my head is pretty dark, so it's got to go beneath a place that I would go to. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you think when you think of dark web? I don't. I actually don't know. I, 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 I yeah. I guess it's got to be composed of, of like the next level of illegality, whatever that might mean. And I, I, I guess like the. The thought of the dark web is is somewhere somewhere hidden so i like the eyes wide shut uh uh, uh visual visualization because it's like it's stuff that's happening anyway and it's it's giving it a space it's that dark corner of, of the dark alley or something of the internet where things are happening but i feel almost idiotic speculating about it because because it's just there and it's really weird also to think well, why haven't I gone there? Like, what, why, like, why haven't you gone to the dark web? As a tourist, as a person who enjoys seeing other cultures? It's a great question. And, and I, it could be because I'm a pussy. It could be that, that I talk a lot of shit, but in reality, I'm not equipped for the dark. I think I am. I act like I am. I, I, I feel like I've been there, but I don't know. Like I, because it's probably I, I imagine it's it's the purview of uh, sicarios, you know, uh, you know the, the 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 drug trafficking massacrists of uh, of the world, who kind of you know basically show off uh, the limbs that they've you know cut off and you know fed to people. Mm. I, that's how I would think, and I realize it's funny they make jokes if you don't know somebody who actually had that happen to them, but I don't know mm. if I'd want to see it. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I don't have a good reason because I, I assume any of us can get into the dark web. Is there like a password, like a like a rave? It's one two three four. <laughs> but but I heard now you have to add like one character. Is one it next? Yeah. What's um, what's your what's your one character you go to when you have to add a character? Uh, I think it's a dollar sign actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there must be a stat on the most popular one. I, yeah. I like dollar, but sometimes the hashtag. Hashtag's good. That's a good one. Um, I don't know, I, like, it's interesting. I don't know why I haven't gone there. Maybe it is like, even, it's a very good good uh, differentiator, right? Like, do I really wanna bother to see morally reprehensible behavior when it's all around us anyway? Like, you know, do you have to go into the dark web to see these transactions? And like, I don't know what it is. It's, it's yeah. not a problem. I will admit, since you've brought it up, I, I find those those little antennae that we all have kind of uh, metaphorically on our heads going up. Like, I, I'd like to now kind of do something dark, but we should probably do it with each other live, go to the same site and record our expressions upon first seeing something on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, I, it, we could. Yeah, it's a, a very easy to do, technologically speaking, uh, through a screen share, perhaps. And uh, yeah. And there's many tutorials on how to get in there.
do you think we need an invite like when Gmail first came out and people were like, hey, did you get one of those Gmail invites? I don't know. Uh, a, a, a I didn't, by the way. I was not cool. You, you did what? You I never got a Gmail invite. I got into Gmail like once like people basically openly mocked Hotmail. That's right. When Hotmail became, became like a running joke, I had to get out. You are, you're still using your AltaVista account. <laughs> AltaVista, Lycos, and my Netscape browser. <laughs> so you might already be in the dark web. I, I think that was the change from like jock culture to nerd culture, actually. I oh, think you that, think? I think, yeah, because it was like all the cool kids were getting Gmail invites. I'd be like, I'd be out somewhere and someone like had a Gmail address and they were like, oh, did you get the invite? And I was like, what invite? Like, we need an invite to join this email. And I'm like, what the fuck? I want an invite. And I never got one. And, and I think that was, that was probably the same time when people like Mark Zuckerberg were beginning to, you know, have Facebook uh, a mass claim. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, yeah. definitely IT became the thing, right? In the, in the early knots and, uh, and, the, and the people with the IT suddenly had the power. And there was like a huge power change, I think, in the last 30 years. Uh, if you look at Hollywood, for example, they were, they were run by, you know, regular people. Uh, the stock markets were run by like, you know, blue collar people. And then all of a sudden the, the Ivy League people took over with their uh, formulas and, and, and data analysis and suddenly everything shifted. So the power shifted to the, to the really smart data driven people. Yeah, and, and you got to step back and laugh at it to see the, you know, the kind of the jocks of the world, you know, or the, the whatever big personality types get pushed aside for the guys who were never able to get laid. And that's why they invented things like Facebook to stalk women. But mm -hmm. they eventually made enough money where they didn't have to fight for it anymore. Yeah. Did you see that when you were uh, interning <laughs> at the stock exchange? Did you see both of those sides? Um, yeah, I think so. I think that, that? It, it, it drove my decision to change my life uh, working in, uh, on Wall Street. One summer internship showed me all the fallacies of uh, the promises were made as young Americans. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be here now enjoying the life of two small children and a wife. You, you think, uh, I think you still would be. <laughs> I, I think no matter what, you would have ended up there. I think I would have had a very large house in Greenwich, Connecticut. You're assuming, you're actually assuming that beyond the summer, had you somehow been convinced that you, as the core you and the personality of you, would have been happy with something that you noticed you weren't happy with over a summer. So yeah, I mean, I, I was part of a generation that was uh, you know, inspired what was, by what was happening on 80s Wall Street. And then, you know, Gordon Gecko came about and I thought, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Until I realized it wasn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, but I think for me, it, it became no different than any other type of conformity, right, as, as an example when I started uh, getting into riding motorcycles and I would do these motorcycle road trips, you know, one of the uh, iconic figures before the, the techno karate were, and still are Harley guys. Right? People think of Harley guys like, Oh, those, those guys are tough, cool, interesting, um, unique. And it turns out they're not, they're no different than, any other minion that exists in any other subculture around the world. I'd meet these guys at like, uh, you know, the big parking lots of a bar or whatever, you know, stuck on some like uh, side of a highway thing. And they always, I mean, 90 plus percent, they had the same fucking interest. They wore the same exact goddamn clothes. It was like they all found the same uh, leather dude to sell them their shit. Um, there wasn't like an original thought, you know, among them. And their conversations were so centered around their bikes. It was like, yeah. God forbid, you try to leave the angle of uh, what type of Harley that you were driving. And they were sort of just lost. Um, that's kind of how I felt about Wall Street. Yeah. You know, the difference is there is that 
our entire world lives on money. So these are the guys that figured out, uh, you know, how to exploit it and make more cash the same way, you know, Trump figured out a very long time ago how to exploit the weakness in human beings. And that's how he got to the place he is. Yep. And that's the reason why Trump is our president. (laughs) (laughs) And now as an, as an expat living in Holland, when you say our president for you, who would that refer to? Do you, do you think yeah. of, the, of the Dutch uh, government as yours? Do you think of um, Israel as yours? Who, who is it? Yeah, it was weird and very ironic when I said our president, of course, but uh, I, don't, I don't know, actually. I don't have, I have a separation. I, I've already uh, come to terms, I think, a few years ago that I'm like, I'm in probably another category or subculture that actually a lot of people are in, uh, which is uh, living in a country that isn't your birth country and perhaps even living in this third entity country like you're like there's I'd say I have nationality in two other countries and I don't live in either of them and I think there are a lot of people like that actually a lot of people that uh, one way of dealing with it is you just don't buy into this uh, way of seeing the world who cares who's the president like I want to know who's making things work uh, as opposed to you know, the, the, the face of the organization. There's, there's tons of other people that are making it work. So is it almost irrelevant to you who the uh, elected officials are? I find it super interesting, first of all, and, and I, I probably have a, an emotional reaction. I, I mean, I do have an emotional reaction to it. So I, I can't deny that it's, that it's still ingrained. I mean, I think like movies and, 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 and books and, and our narratives uh, create like this, this big story around the leader. I work in a leadership school. It's all about the leader. But as you get into the, the pixels and as you get more grown up, you realize there's, there's so much more behind a good leader. And, and also the best leaders are the ones that uh, have those people behind them. So I don't attribute that much importance to it but uh but i will say this the importance is that the leader sets a certain rhythm a certain tone a certain discourse certain language uh and then uh and then it then it can be a problem if it's uh the wrong language it can be a problem are you referring to the language of the uh, gentleman that uh calls himself the president of the united states yeah, it's funny, even like I'm noticing, even like using this term, why didn't I choose to, to go positive? I went negative just now because we were talking about him. And of course, that's my opinion and, and not the opinion of millions and millions of other people who seem to think he's doing a great job. So yeah, it is a little disappointing that uh, you don't subscribe to the adage of, you know, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I do want to get high. <laughs> There, what was that Michelle Obama quote? And, and anytime somebody says that, it just makes me want to vomit. She, had this, she had this famous quote, like, when, when they go low, we go high. What, why did you want to vomit? I don't know. Because I think the kind, of, the kind of people that say it, you know. Mm. Do you, have, you must have, like, a corporate speak in Holland uh, amongst the Americans speaking, you know, words that get used in, the, you know, the corporate culture. Um, you know, like my wife has this in her job. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, circle up stuff. Language, but language that's annoying. Don't, do you have that in some of the jobs you do? Uh, probably. I can't think of it right now. I mean, I know that we have our own vocabulary at, at, at my, uh, my work. Uh-huh. Uh, someone listening in would have no idea. A lot of the words uh, have a different definition the way we use them. Uh, which makes me think that that's, that's, that's a way, I, I, I wonder if what's annoying about it to you is the fact that they're trying to differentiate themselves in a kind of maybe we're better than you or we're different than you kind of way, which is what, what, what groups do in it when they create a language. So it almost doesn't matter what language they use. I could ask my therapist that because um, <laughs> you, you might have a point. I just, I just found it annoying, you know, the, yeah. the, the coded coded language that uh you know represents the ants marching I don't know. Mm-hmm. what's your least favorite coded word from from that world uh probably Is vag it- probably vag 
which means? I've always understood to refer to vagina. Oh, um, this is the corporate world? Yeah, it's possible it refers to uh, the Russian prime minister, you know. Oh, Vladimir Vagistek. No, Vladimir <laughs> Putin. Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Either first or last name could refer to the genitalia. Um, his first name is uh, the, the feminine genitalia, and his last name is the male genitalia in uh, Kazakhstani. <laughs> uh, all of this came from the dark web. So it's interesting, yeah. even talking about the dark web, we went on one heck of a tangent there. I, I feel like the tangent might have even started before that. Did it, did it not start around the curtains? Or did probably, we start? Yeah, <laughs> probably for the very beginning. <laughs> it just sort of did like a, a spool of twine that just continues to get undone. Yeah. <laughs> Until the very little bitty end. Um, I don't know, I, but I, I, my mind keeps going back to dark web. Uh, and it's like, and then you sort of want to take a peek, but you don't want to know people that you're peeking. And I think you're referring to some site that you could do that and it's, it wipes clean your record. Is that true? I, I, I have a feeling if technical people were listening to this conversation, they'd think we're the biggest idiots in the world. I'm, somehow I'm quite certain about that. I just don't know how to correct it, but I'm sure that that's how we're coming off. Uh, I think they would have figured that out in the beginning when I had no audio. <laughs> they're, all, they're all watching from their, uh, their laptops that are, uh, you know, have infiltrated our passwords of one, two, three, four, dollar sign. Yeah, dollar sign, yeah. You know, like, doesn't he know he just has to go to the bottom of the screen and click <laughs> off the microphone so that the audio's on? There, you're getting them to yell at the screen like uh, people in like inner city theaters might be yelling at the screen during a good movie, right? Like Exactly, like a good horror movie. A good horror movie, like, don't go there! They're doing the same, technically. <laughs> no, just, just press, press the pause change the mic. What else would they say in an inner, inner city movie theater? Is it right to even use the word inner city theater? <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's changing. I, I got, we got to get a good PC guest who's like super PC and they, we'll just ask them these questions. And yeah. they'll just like stop us on every word. Like you can't say the anymore. You don't say the. Yeah, the, the is uh, too gender neutral. You need to choose, <laughs> identify, and declare. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wonder what you would say instead of inner city, just the city. Well, there was, uh, I think there was an even older term, probably back in the 90s, people were using the word urban, which I think, I'm sure is, is not, I don't even know, but I'm sure that's not, that's not right anymore to say do, urban. Do the Dutch do that? Do the Dutch call some people urban, like the Moroccans? What do they nickname the Moroccans there? The Dutch have, uh, so also the Netherlands is going through some uh, transition into political correctness. Uh, I think it's going slower here because... Uh, I don't know, people are, are just more like, come on, lifting uh, <laughs> it a bit longer. I mean, you know, there is one day a year where, where you have people running around in blackface and that's slowly, slowly, uh, slowly dissolving, but it's still in the countryside, a big, a big thing, a big deal. What do you and, think uh, it is about the Dutch that uh, have been slower to grasp onto political correctness versus America, which seems to, at least in some sections, not all of it, embrace it a great question i'm not sure i don't know what it is i what I, the maybe, fuck i thought you got your degree in this yeah right cultural analysis i don't know the answer to that i i can make some random speculations uh but i really don't know maybe it's the uh the differences uh uh like that the core of the netherlands is is, is homogenous on a certain level and i think the states is is is, is not the case anymore uh, there's too many different ethnicities and, and colors uh, that are that are part of part of now mainstream society, and I think in the Netherlands it's 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 a very uh, in theory a tolerant culture, and but but it's still very homogenous, and maybe the fact that it's homogenous creates stronger bonds to the the traditions and the words that are used to, to to signify them this sounds like a very good answer actually i'm very happy with this that was that was like somebody who got a degree in cultural analysis there I you think. go it just came out like is like it po <laughs> in, in, in underwear that you now are putting on before you go to bed 
Is it possible that the Dutch just still live in the mentality of a colonizer? I feel they like to they like to brag a lot about their tolerance because you know they they let they let the Jews in. They let um, at, at some point a, a number of different people who were not allowed in other countries live there. But at the end of the day, they were some of the most rabid you know colonizers until they realized the British were kicking their fucking ass. Yeah, it's very possible. In other words, uh, I, 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 I joke, but at the same time, I wonder if there's a sort of superiority thing that runs through the Dutch complex. At the same time, they play off like, oh, we're this small country, we should speak English because no one else speaks Dutch. They, they try to play it down, but they also can come across to me sometimes as sort of very standoffish. Yeah, like it makes me think my favorite example when I uh, speak to Dutch people who don't know me, and I, and I think they're a great culture in general. And I guess like the overall umbrella, by the way, before I go into this is that uh, this idea of like how a lot of, a lot of, in a lot of ways, I think we're coded for behavior. And there's a lot of scientific proof that says, you know, we're, we're passed along behavior, we're passed along traumas, we're passed along different things in our genes. Uh, and and it, and it affects us uh, and subconsciously, and, and then we, we act on it. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. And if we're homo homogenous and we're all doing it, then we're definitely not aware of it. I think uh, a great example with Dutch would be, uh, I can't tell you how many times people who don't know me will make this statement that says, ah, so you don't speak Dutch, like within a few sentences of speaking with them, and I, I just laugh it off and, you know, actually say, well, I, I don't speak Dutch, but I understand it quite well. Is and, it while uh, you're speaking Dutch, they say this, or while you're speaking English? No, it's while I'm speaking English, but it's an interesting uh, statement to make, you know, after you just meet someone. Imagine doing that. Imagine meeting someone in America and after, like, hello, hey, how you doing? And then, ah, so you don't speak English or, ah, so you don't speak Spanish to make that statement. Mm. That's. That's kind of interesting. And I, and I would argue that they don't think anything of it. Then, and, and if they're not meant to be offensive, it shouldn't be offensive. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's weird how people say that to me, people that consider themselves very tolerant, very politically correct, very, uh, you know, very woke. And yet they will- Has is, is woke, is woke made its way to the Netherlands? Yeah, you pronounce it ch <laughs> I would think COVID, by the way, has got to be a lot more dangerous there because no one has the guttural fucking sounds like the Dutch. Everything more than the fucking Germans. That's why the Germans' rates are low. But the Dutch, yeah, it's all over the place. They can't get rid of the saliva. Yeah, the masks might actually help them. They should take a cue from the <laughs> Japanese. Um, and I just there's such an intriguing culture to me because of that dichotomy of of being tolerant and open. But at the same time, I, I get this impression they, they still hold on to that, you know, kind of we're better than you think. Well, let's, let's point it on us because like people will, will, claim, will claim the same and, and probably rightfully so about us. They'll, they'll claim, you know, white privilege, middle class privilege, whatever, which, which is again, it's something we, we, we take for granted, right? Like we, we're, you know, we're raised into it. This is our world. Uh, the fact that we've traveled, the fact that we've seen other things opens our eyes to more possibilities. Except the dark web. Except the dark web. We haven't yeah. seen that yet. Just, just to be clear. Maybe we should do a cruise through the dark web. <laughs> Since those are the only cruises leaving right now. <laughs> we could It'd be a good time to offer a virtual dark web cruise. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... You do you, I mean, you live in a very politically correct culture and, and you speak your mind often to provoke and you get a lot of probably uh, backlash for it. What, what's, your, what's your take on it? Do you, are, are you first of all aware of like a certain level of privilege where you're coming from or do you deny that entire argument? I'm a privilege denier. I fucking, that's one of those words that drives me crazy. We talked about words that can just drive up a fucking wall. Like privilege. Yeah. And, and it could be a classic you know, psychological argument that it's so offensive to me because I actually, you know, am part of the issue. Um, and I want to think of excuses of why I'm not, but whether I am or I'm not, I, I think is irrelevant to a particular conversation, right? I think in some instances, if you're 
you know, talking about like, why, why can't that family just, you know, buy a house and then sell their house and get the next house and then make some money and have a retirement? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. And if you speak with that kind of haughtiness, then that could be from a position of privilege. That makes sense. But because I look at you and say, you're just a bitch. And you're like, well, that's because you got privilege. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? You're still a, you're still a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> do with privilege. That's like I have a privilege. You know, I, 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 I think what I'm annoyed at is like a lot of things, <clears throat> it comes from a right place. In other words, it's, um, it's a real thing and it has created a sort of myopia and our views of those that are, you know, educated in the majority race are, are somehow and definitely shaped by that. But I also think at the same time, many of those people can still have views that uh, might be applicable to all with or without privilege, right? Yeah. So Go ahead. No, so, you're, so, so what I'm hearing also is that you're, you're just annoyed when the argument is brought up at the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah, as an example, since you bring that up, I was at a Christmas party uh, back in the pre-COVID days, as uh, we'll start thinking about things. I remember those like it was four weeks ago. Remember those? You didn't have to spend time at home with your children or your right and left hand. Um, those were the days. All gonna be like we're all gonna be like old people on a park bench soon. <laughs> That's April tenth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it's a great example that happened recently with this privilege thing. So there are a number of people at this place that were, you know, very progressive. There, and it's weird to be a progressive person and meet people that make you feel conservative. I don't know if you ever had this happen. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just starting to feel it in time. Like you suddenly realize I'm just not young anymore. Like I, you know, the the whole they argument, the the the, the extra gender, you know, all these things are are just a little bit difficult to 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 to, to comprehend. And you realize you're you're becoming an old man. That's what my dad said. He goes, "You're just becoming old." I'm like, "I don't think I'm becoming old. I think some of this is bullshit." Um, but maybe he's right. So right. This, <laughs> So you, you, you meet, uh, you know, very progressive people who are now make you feel like, uh, you know, a, a right wing zealot. And I, it's, it's weird to think about this now because of what's, what's happened due to uh, our dear leader here. But a thing about uh, Trump came up and I gave an example of, you know, if you didn't follow the news and you never turned it on, you never had access to a smartphone, you had no idea about anything, for most people, they'd have no idea anything in the country changed. Right? This is, of course, pre-COVID. You just you wouldn't know, despite the disgrace that was in the, the White House. And uh, this girl piped in, covered in tattoos, of course, because if you're progressive, you got to have a lot of tattoos. Of course, they all have meaning, these tattoos. A lot of symbolism to indigenous peoples. Um, I find that offensive, but go ahead. I was very offended, especially by the, the Navajo one. I'm like, that wasn't the Navajo, that was the Sioux motherfucker. <laughs> you don't know about Navajo. You speak from privilege. I got one thirty-second Indian blood on me. Um, so, you know, I, I talk about this this happening and this girl's in disbelief, how dare I say that this man is ruining our liberties and he's the worst. And not that I disagree, but I am provoking, I guess, a little bit. So then I give her an example of the guy living in the basement, which is an example I love. And I say, you know, this person who lives in the basement has this wonderfully symbiotic relationship with his mother and perhaps has found nirvana because he has nothing to worry about. Guy doesn't worry about a job. Doesn't worry about hygiene. Doesn't worry about kids. All he's got is his computer and his uh, Reddit conspiracy threads. And uh, his mom brings him down food every day. And of course, she gets to have her baby at home, right? So it works for both. He is probably more evolved than any of us because he's not dealing with trying to find meaning in life. He's got it. <laughs> it's, it's the basement. He's self-isolated before it was cool. So I, I bring this up. What's that? I love this example. I'm just imagining like uh, whether she even had, before you continue, I wonder if she even had like 
I don't know where to even start, you know, responding to what you're saying or whether like different scenarios played in her head or whether instantly she, she chose one scenario and really doubled down on it. It's a good question. Like psychologically, I I don't know what happened to her, but as I'm giving this example, she goes, don't you feel bad for him? She's like, what's wrong with you? He's living in his basement. She's just so offended. And I'm like, why is that bad? If he enjoys it and his mom enjoys having him there, I go, that strikes me almost as enlightenment. I, why, why is that so bothersome to you? Um, and in addition, he has no idea who the president is, so therefore it doesn't matter. He's living the same life. And she blows up and she, she drops the P-bomb, as I call it now. Drops the fucking P-bomb. And she just goes, you're speaking from a privileged position. You, that's because you got privilege. She's furious. And she goes and she, this is a classic wintertime thing. She goes right to the coat closet and there's a house party. She grabs her coat and she grabs her meekish boyfriend. Because I find all these progressive women seem a little bit overly assertive. And all their boyfriends look like they spent too much time emulating an NPR broadcaster. It's a slightly more uh, intelligent version of a couple than what you see on the show, Extreme Couponing. <laughs> Tell me about Extreme Couponing. Well, <laughs> a little pause from the story, but it's, it's basically like very, uh, very, very strong women, uh-huh. uh, many times uh, single, uh, single moms, uh, but, but oftentimes just clearly the dominant uh, part of the relationship. And they are, I mean, they're collecting coupons that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars they go shopping for like a thousand dollars they pay four dollars for it and uh there's a lot of excitement at the register but but it's but it sounds very similar it's that dynamic of a sort of a very a strong woman and then on on the reverse of it a very weak man how weak is the man they just they're they're carrying around the uh the shopping cart and agreeing with everything that is told to them. <laughs> and yet sometimes in marriage, I look at that man and I say so much fucking smarter than me. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they figured this shit out. Like I, I try to fight it. I try to be my own person. I refuse to give in. Can't be that guy in the basement accepting soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go full circle. But so what, so as she's grabbing the jacket, was there any more or was that, that it? No, she dropped it. She dropped a P bomb probably three, probably three solid times. I got three privileges thrown right in my face. And uh, she, you know, you know, got a hold of her emasculated husband's arm and uh, pulled him out of the firestorm. Uh, and they were gone. And I was left to think, fuck, that bitch. I wonder if she uses she, her, and hers as her pronouns. Sometimes I find myself very intrigued by which pronouns people are choosing to use. Mm. And she struck me like she was going with they all day long. Yeah. Mm. She wanted no bias towards either gender. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's so interesting. I'm like uh, uh, listening to an audio book by uh, Harari called Sapiens. And uh, by who? uh, Yuval Harari wrote this bestseller called Sapiens. It's a beautiful book about uh, the humans. Homo sapiens, exactly. <laughs> just, just joking. Call it homos. Um, but it's it's interesting how up until science, the scientific revolution, or the, or, or even before that, when when science was a consideration, the the the, the like it, everyone was living in this world of you either know the Bible or you're an ignoramus. But you're not going to ask a question that's not in the Bible, like why do spiders weave a web because it's not in the bible so it's not important it's because god created it so and in a similar fashion there's there's a bit of a guy in the basement approach here right it's like you just know what you know and the oh, first so that's the beauty of religion you don't have to think you just follow and boom yeah and i wonder if there's more to it by the way because humans are humans and i wonder if, if if there is frustration i'm sure there is but but in a way, that's, that's, the, that's the beauty is like, it's very clear what life is like. And, uh, 
and you were presenting a picture of, of someone like that, of, of, of a, you know, basically a religious person in the basement who, who, who his God is the mom with the food and, uh, and Reddit, and there's, there's nothing else. There's no need for anything else. And that goes so much against the core of a lot of people who feel like everybody has to get the full potential out of them and they, they have to have a, also an equal chance at life yeah, which is, I think, one of the uh, unfortunate myths of the Enlightenment slash America Western culture is this idea that there's more potential for everybody and we can all, you know, be this, you know, quote unquote, amazing thing. Um, while in theory, it's a it's a wonderful idea. The fact seems to be that for plenty of people, they're only going to do so much. That's what their capacity is. Yeah. That's how they're wired. And it seems anathema that we talk about that because for some reason that is belittling or putting somebody down or not giving them hope where yeah. I think it's the opposite by doing the other way and saying, well, no, 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 you, you, you can do more than your desk job. You can run that company. Yeah. No, you can't run that company or you, you fucking would be running a company. Like yeah. that's your place in life. And that doesn't have, doesn't mean you're an, you're an idiot or a jag off or a loser. Like there's other things you can find to interest you on Reddit mm -hmm. or, or something, <laughs> you know, but we, we define ourselves so much by uh, what, what our chosen career is and, or, you know, um, how many followers we have, mm -hmm. which by the way, we currently have two. We do. We have two. That's amazing. <laughs> we we have two. And it's, it's not common that you get to meet uh, your follower uh -huh. <laughs> face to face. Um, speaking of that nice segue, um, yeah. before we part ways, I want to see if we can get somebody else in on this to see how that sounds. Oh, is that right? Okay, cool. Like one more person and what, who are you getting or is, is it just... <laughs> This is, this, is, this is just a test. I'm waiting for the uh, epidemiologist to uh, confirm a, a time for tomorrow. Um, okay, let me see. But I, I, it doesn't look like on Zoom, you can, I'm going to pause this. I think someone's connecting you. to us. I got you. You're there. And you, you, yeah, can just, here. you can just stay audio. We don't need to see you. We just want to see how it sounds. So... Tell us, what, are you talking over your phone or on your desktop or computer? I'm on speaker on my phone. Okay. Do you have the app on your phone or did it just open when you call, when you click the link? It, 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 it opened. I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I have it on my phone. Are you one of these people that just loads your phone up with apps or are you sort of like stingy with the apps? I'm kind of stingy. Because I, I don't put a lot on my phone, and not because I think they're following me. I just find they make my phone crash. Well, what's your reason? For not, because I don't need it. I've been doing this too long. Doing this? What's this? Like uh, the cell phone world? Yeah, cell phone world, putting apps out. And I know that basically you really only need probably a half a dozen apps in your phone, and that's about it. I what, are your top, what are your top six? What are your top six apps? Uh, weather. Which which weather, weather site? You got Weather Underground, Weather.com. You got uh, AccuWeather. Hold on a second. Let me see what I got. Weather. Oh, any good any I, good weather person should know. I know that my weather app off the top of my head. You okay. got to look it up. Okay. No, I got to look at what the name is. You remember, I'm old. Okay. It's called AccuWeather. And I also, I used to have Dark Skies, but it was just brought over by Apple. So they're going to take it out of the Android world. I probably have it somewhere else. Rod, do you have Dark Sky in, uh, in Holland? Rain app? Huh? Is this like, uh, it tells you when it's going to rain or yeah. what is that? Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's the one. It's the most popular app in the Netherlands. It's not Dark Sky, it's uh, the, the local version of it. So when, when Dark Sky came out a couple of years ago, it, it was sort of like everybody just started believing in God because it would be like, it's going to rain in six minutes only right. on the only on the west side of the park and it would start yes. to rain but then something happened i don't know if the chinese got a hold of it but it stopped working so well well uh it's well first of all it became a, a paid app to get a lot of the stuff that used to be free mm. 
And Apple just bought it over yesterday. So if you're not on an Apple phone or an iPhone, as they call it today, that you're, it's, they're going to discontinue it. You're not going to be able to use it on Android, which sucks. Wait, Apple bought it literally yesterday? Yes, literally yesterday. Are they going on a buying spree because uh, people need money? Well, no, but they have money, so they could do what they want. And they haven't. And Apple is very, very choosy in, in what they buy. You know, maybe you understand this better, but I, these companies like Apple that have uh, you know, billions of dollars, is that money in stock or is it sitting in a, in a bank somewhere? Like, it's are, there, sitting... are, they losing, are they losing money because the stock values went down? No, no, no. They, well, they're losing their value, okay? But that's only, you just take the stock price times the amount of shareholders, and that's basically the value of, of any particular stock. But they're losing money because their stock prices are going down. So when their stock goes down, the overall price of the company is cheaper. In other words, let's say I wanted to buy all of Apple, okay? Are you and, thinking about it? Mm, I was up until a couple of years ago. And... <laughs> And if I wanted to buy it, all I had to do would be to buy all the shares outstanding. So that's the company's value. Gotcha. But aren't they sitting on a lot of cash? Yeah. Most, most, uh, most of the big corporations are sitting on a lot of cash. If you could pick up some places right now, who do you think is going to sell for cheap? American Airlines. Uh, yeah, well, an airline would be a good one to buy. Yeah, but airlines up until maybe five to 10 years ago, uh -huh. airlines were uh, terrible stocks, absolutely terrible, because they got hit with the, uh, the what's it called, <laughs> the gas shortage. So they, they were paying a tremendous amount of money. And what got the airlines out of the situation is thinking out of the box and all of a sudden charging for things they never charged before, like for food and luggage. And they're making hundreds of billions of dollars off of just luggage now. But do they, I don't know. Hold on. Do, they really, do they really make that much more money? Because I don't know anyone who actually checks their bag in. But you don't know anybody other than the people that you know. It's a good point. I, I only know those people. <laughs> right. And those people are not the type of people that would go and bring baggage on. Now, I know all the people that I know will only bring that So hold on a second. Let's, you know, today uh, CNN has what is known as a fact check checker now, and they check all the I, facts. I, I don't trust liberal news media. Can you, can you check the Washington Times Examiner? Well, let's see, let's see, I, I don't know, like, I, I check, I check Google, which I trust, not. Like, a, like all of us. How much money do airlines make on baggage? Here's a summary from CNBC.com. Okay. <laughs> the US Department of Transportation annual airline baggage fee report found that domestic carriers collected nearly $5 billion. $5 billion. Does that include the peanut sales? No, I don't know how much they made in food, but I don't know if anybody would get that granular to find out how much they make on food. You know, when I flew back from Amsterdam recently, Rod recommended that I claim, what did you say I should be, a Hindu? Uh, yeah, Asian vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they gave you a selection of uh, religious exemptions to choose for alternate food. And I felt, and, I felt dishonest about doing it. But he said, no, it's okay. No one's going to check your uh, religious ID. You should have just done kosher and you could have got two hot dogs from Nathan's. <laughs> no, he, he did. He, the, the meal I got, it was, I think it was KLM I flew, right? Yeah, did you take a picture of it so we could see what it looked like? You wouldn't like it because your food taste is limited to uh, Italian red sauce. But this right. was this was a delicious meal. It was it was like what I would pay eight ninety five for at any local Indian place, as opposed to right. something that came from uh, the cafeteria lady, and not the good one. Right. Um, so I'm just wondering, like all, all the money they're making, is it really just from baggage? Well, they're making a lot of money from baggage. They're also they're making the planes carry more people because they're shortening the seats. But uh -huh. now they're going to lengthen it. But I, I would not buy, I would not buy airlines. I would not buy autos. I mean, Ford is, you know, Ford or General Motors. Uh, 
you know, I, I would stay away from those people, but I, w I am buying Microsoft and doing very, very well with it. And I am buying Apple, doing very, very well with it. And also a stock called uh, Outria, which is uh, cigarettes in Europe. <laughs> Ron, you know about that. <laughs> since you follow these things, what, is, uh, what are stock prices like on the, uh, the supposed treatments for the COVID, like uh, the malarial, malarial pills and the uh, remsevere? Yeah, Rensselaer. I mean, most of the ones originally they went up and then they went down. They went up. To, another one that was very interesting was called Teladoc, and that's the name of the stock, T E L E D O C, and that stock really shot up like crazy, because that's the telemed which they are now making legal. And I've always believed in telemed, because in fact, Carol did one. My wife did one today. And it was very nice. And it was, you know, and you, you just stay in your house and that's it. And the doctor said, just report to the morgue because you're dying of coronavirus, you know. So speaking of the, of the corona, how is, it, how is it affecting your daily life as, a, as one of the people in the target, uh, target audience? Are you doing anything differently? Uh, no. I mean, am I doing anything differently? Yes, I have no life. I sit, in the, I sit at home all day. I sign up for different things. Like I just signed up for CBS All Access for, for 30 days free. So I love Star Trek. So I've been watching Star Trek for three days now and I would like to beam myself somewhere. <laughs> you know, I, it's extremely boring. I mean, even eating has become boring because you can't go out to eat or you don't go out to eat. So you're eating the same food over and over again. Are you, are you and, one of these people that uh, do, do not do delivery or pickup? Yeah, we do delivery. Uh, we do, no, we do pickup. We, for food to consume, uh, you know, right then and there, we, do, we, we will do pickup. But we will call Walmart or... Walmart has delivery. We also have a thing called Instacart, which are on strike today or yesterday. And we what do are they, that. What are they on strike for? They want more money. They want more hazard pay. And, you know, it pays for funeral expenses. Yeah, I, I get it. I've been, uh, I don't have a photo to upload, but I have a, uh, I, yesterday I went food shopping and I decided to put on a full gas mask, like the ones. When oh, right, right. You told me. Yeah, so I put on the gas mask and, uh, and giant uh, ski goggles. Right. Um, I'll show you on the phone. And what made this a very special story is that I spent an hour in the supermarket, and I, I kid you not, I don't think one person thought it was weird. I know. That's what I told you. Not you, one person if, thought this was weird. If you, if you search Target, Target, you know, the store Target, and Dinosaur, you'll see this guy that walked into a Target with a dinosaur. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, and yeah. I was wearing a mullet. So I had a mullet wig on, giant ski goggles, yeah. and a uh, full spray painter's gas mask. And Yeah, well, the, the mullet was the bad part. And, and, I, and I will say I felt very safe. I felt kind <laughs> of invincible. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. And, I had, and I had, like, latex uh, rectum gloves on. And I felt like I, I was indestructible. Right, you weren't smelling the end of the glove, were? Not until I got home. <laughs> even yeah. the cashier, when I checked out, I left it on the whole time. She didn't even like flinch. Didn't flinch at what I yeah, was wearing, yeah. and I thought that is weird. That our world has come to the fact that I can wear that. And today, I saw a guy that was not being ironic, wearing a full-on welder's mask, except he was wearing like a suit, so he wasn't a welder. Oh. Yeah, but the welder's mask isn't going to help you for anything except as a sneeze guard because it doesn't protect the, your, your mouth, but there's no sneeze guard on a welder's mask. You, you were telling me you were seeing people, because you, you live in South Florida where some of the most intelligent and uh, unique individuals in America live. Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me what the people you saw wearing in stores, did you say they're wearing garbage bags as protection? They're wearing garbage bags as a PPE. They're wearing, and the one that I really get a kick out of is they are cutting the five-gallon water bottles. Uh-huh. 
they're cutting the bottom off of it and sticking their head in the whole thing. Get the fuck out of here. No, swear to God. Did you see this on like a National Enquirer website or someone actually did this? No, no, just, 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 in, just in the websites that I go to, you know, in, in my two or three hours a day on the web. <laughs> There's people with uh, water bottles. You know, if you do a, you do a search, you know, you're going to find it. I mean, let's see. No, no, don't search. Don't, no, no, okay. no, no internet browsing on this. No, no internet browsing? It's expensive okay. airtime. Oh, okay. It is? It's very expensive. Is it still zero? Jerry, COVID rates are very high because everyone's uh, everyone's using it. Yeah. Also, they they they're also giving the information that they're getting and sending it to Facebook. Who's doing that? Zoom. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's given a hundred million dollars to something. I don't know what it was. But you know, it's, at some point in your life, when, when you have that much money, it doesn't matter. It's like saying, I, I left a dollar in the tip jar at Starbucks. Yeah, but they, they are, there is some uh, security flaws with Zoom, apparently, that the FBI says you got to be careful. Oh, I'm very glad we did not uh, bring our assassination conversations up on this platform. No, I don't think the FBI is listening. I think it's, the, you know, you got to understand something with this coronavirus that a lot of people are suffering. And most of the people that are suffering are the people with criminal minds. What are they going to do? All the stores are closed, so they can't rob the stores. Okay. I think that I actually think that's bullshit. Because if you have a good criminal mind, you're always ready to play. Right. Think, and that's the whole as, thing soon as, as soon as that stimulus bill got announced, there are people all over this country right now figuring out how to scam, you know, free unemployment, uh, uh, no, no payback loans, you know, grant-free right. assistance and shit. I mean, it rabbit. I, the country, there are people full of their, uh, and their suburban McMansions right now plotting how much they're going to take. And uh, two years from now, we'll figure it all out. Yeah, and you're 100% correct because, you know, there's, there's, there are no safeguards on it. The other problem is that, you know, we was just talking to my assistant and both the kids just lost their jobs. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sad out there and there's a lot of people that need money, you know, but there's also a lot of people that are saying, I'm going to collect unemployment and working, you know, gig economy and collecting both. Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's a, a necessary bill and, and hopefully it'll help a lot of people. But at the same time, those criminal minds will not go inactive. Oh, of course not. I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to look for, you know, people that they could, you know, if... If anybody died this year, let's say, and people know about it, they could just enter the old, uh, you know, the old person's uh, social security number and probably get the stimulus check. Because as long as you're alive in 2018, you know, you can get the check. So, I mean, there's, you know, th there's people that are much smarter than us that will figure out how to screw the government. No matter that's what, why, then. That's why I love this country. <laughs> and, and, the, and, the, and the leader at the top is one of the champions. Well, you know, maybe he just doesn't know better. I think, I think he's uh, very adept at knowing how to, uh, how to beat yeah. the system. Well, anybody that tells me that there's a big, big, really big ship out there, <laughs> That sort of like uh, lets me know that the either he has a very poor vocabulary or that he's really hasn't gotten past the fifth grade. It's it's like when Billy Madison went back to school, except right. really I think finally at the end got to the uh, right. high school. Right, and then and we have all these very very good pills, very good pills. The malaria drug is a very good pill. I don't he think gets, he meant an adjective that he doesn't like. But he he gets made fun of so much for that, but. Shouldn't he be applauded because he's using language that everybody can understand? Like even small kids know when you say very, very, very big. Whereas someone like Obama, I, I think there was a bit of an elitist uh, professorial way of talking that was beyond the heads of 50% of the population. Yeah, but I think there's got to be something in, in between. You know, uh, you, know, you know, if you tell Enormous. someone... No, if you say like the you know person lives in a house with windows, 
mm-hmm. you know, people will most like it. You don't have to say people live in a house with these rectangular glass things that you could open and close. You know, it, it just, he, he gets so to the granular level of things that, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he went to college, he went to grad school at Penn, didn't he, or something? Or He went to, he went to Wharton. Wharton which I always thought was a great business school. It is. It's top 10, top five, something like that. You know. We've all seen have, the success of Trump businesses. I think it paid off. He may have been in the same class as uh, Bush was. Well, they, Bush they, 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 Yale, I think. Well, they at least got into college for the same reasons. Uh, yeah. are, are, your, are your friends uh, still Trump's, Trump supporters, the Trumpers? Or have, they, have they backed away or are they still into him? No, my friends still, you know, and I honestly believe that he wants to do be- what's best for this country, but I don't think he knows how to do that. Because I think he, everybody knows he's an ego. Uh, okay, here we go. Getting all egomaniac. Okay. Nice work. And the, and the only reason he does things is to support his ego. And if he makes this economy great, which he did, that goes to his ego. Now, if 200,000 people die because of him, it, it hurts his ego. And I think he does everything based on ego. So maybe he's egocentric. Yeah, that's not really a revelation. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But I'm saying, but I don't, you know. I don't think he wants to harm the country. And I think he's doing the best he can with what he has. And he doesn't seem to understand the consequences of when he opens his mouth, where he said that everybody's to blame during uh, Clarksville, was it Clarksville? The change to Clarksville, Virginia, with the, uh, with the people, uh, with the right wing and the left wing fighting each other. Yeah, Charlottesville. Charlottesville? Okay, yes. it was Charlottesville. Okay. Virginia, though, right? Correct. Okay. It's right you, might, you might know it as uh, the University of Virginia. Right. It's right next that to... Thomas Jefferson designed, or perhaps where Dave Matthews came from. Or... Both are correct in a multiple choice test. And what about Andrew Jackson? Uh, what about his wife? Are you referring to Thomas Jefferson's... Wife. To, to Miss Sally? Yeah. You said Andrew Jackson. They're like different centuries. No, they, they, they both have the same initials. <laughs> yeah. I got to head out, uh, Seth I, uh, and Mitchell. Great, great talking to you. I'm sorry. Great I, talking I to you. To head out. Um, <laughs>